0: All right, welcome aboard the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. We have a lot to do today here on a Masters Tuesday. And what a week ahead is 88 of the best players in the world will compete for a $2.7 million winning prize. But more importantly, they'll compete for the best trophy in sport, which is, of course, the green jacket. And some of the storylines uh, heading into the 87th edition of the first major of the year, number one, Of course, Rory McIlroy is looking to become the sixth player to compete the career Grand Slam after finishing top 10 in every major last season. Uh, It's been 10 years since his last major at the 2014 PGA Championship. Uh, I'll discuss what his odds are today with you. Number two, uh, defending champion Scotty Scheffler will try to join Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and Sir Nick Faldo as the only players to repeat their title at Augusta. And he looks like he's in the form to do so after defending his title in Phoenix and winning the players championship. We'll get to Scheffler's chances today. Number three, Tiger Woods makes his second start of the year this week after making the cut of Riviera. I'll tell you right now, unfortunately, I'm out on Tiger this week just based off how bad the weather looks to be. I mean, temperatures between, you know, 45 and 60 degrees all week at Augusta plus the rain. You know it'll be exciting to watch Big Cat do his thing at Augusta, where he's won five times. Uh, but the bottom line is, it's a much different situation than last year. You know, this time last year, uh, Freddie Couples had just played a practice round with Tiger and said he had played absolutely flawless. Uh, you fast forward to this year, uh, Freddie plays a practice round with with Tiger and Rory and Tom Kim yesterday, uh, and the tone was a little different. Of course, the game is sharper, but. Uh, there's even more soreness in that leg. It bothers he, him even more than it did last year. Uh, and like I said, with, with temperatures range, ranging between 45 and 60 with rain, I just don't think that this year is going to set up well, uh, for Tiger at the masters. That's not to say things could change in years to come. Uh, but the golf gods are just not going to give him the weather that he needs, uh, to get it done this week at Augusta. Uh, So that's number three tiger. Number four is obviously, you know, the live versus PGA situation here, here at the, here at the masters, a lot of that Ru-Ra is more media based, but we'll get into what a live win at the masters would do for, for that tour and who I think will play well uh, amongst the live golfers. The order of play today uh, and today's golf preview pod will go as follows. We'll discuss the top six favorites before I give you the three picks to place in two matchups for the week, then I'll give you two winners and a sleeper. Uh, Then I'll send you home with a lineup, a scoring prediction, a first round leader, uh, my feel for how live players will perform, including Phil and finally a best bet. Let me note something before we get rolling. Uh, I don't want to not mention it until the scoring predictions, but the weather is going to be a huge factor at Augusta this week. Pay attention to who tees off when? I, I of course, will talk you through all of that today. But pay close attention to the weather, especially if you're live betting. As of Tuesday afternoon, when I'm recording this, it's three forty-six Central Time. Thursday at Augusta looks fine. Friday morning looks okay, but then there's going to be horrible weather at Augusta as of right now on Friday afternoon, Saturday all day, and Sunday. So ball strikers like Rory McIlroy. Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, and Jason Day are all praying for rain. So, of course, this you know Augusta softens up uh, for them a la DJ at the 2020 November Masters, and for the gamers and artists like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, they're hoping it stays stays dry so they can use their their repertoire of creative golf shots to their advantage. All right, let's get rolling on the favorites. We'll start with world number two. Roy McIlroy, who is at uh, plus 760 odds over on Circa. He goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and morning on Friday. And if you're a regular golf preview listener, you know we've had Rory at Augusta, uh, a futures ticket on him uh, at 12 to 1 since Christmas, since I did the, the dream preview uh, futures bet futures pod for 2023. After his performances on the greens at Phoenix Riviera, And the players, I was worried. Uh, He did have a second place finish mixed in that stretch at Bay Hill, but the putting began to struggle for the first time really in a year. We've talked uh, over and over again about, you know, how much Brad Baxton has helped his stroke, but he still struggled at times over the California and Florida swing. But then he marches into Austin for the Dell match play, which I understand is a different format, but Rory, uh, marched into Austin Country Club there in his final warm up event before Augusta, and putted beautifully en route to a third place finish. Uh, you know everyone wanted that Scheffler Rory matchup. It didn't happen. Uh, I digress. I know it's easy for me to love Rory having a a long time futures on him this week, but even if I had to buy a ticket right now, I'd go ahead and take Rory to complete the Grand Slam, uh, especially with the weather looking horrible and Augusta getting soft of the weekend, you know, this event, this golf course, these conditions, uh, they will lend itself to Rory. Uh, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit more uh, when we get to the winner section. So we move on to Scotty Scheffler at plus 845 uh, on Circa. He also goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and morning on Friday. Uh, and of course, he looks to become the fourth player in Masters history to defend uh, his title. Uh, Faldo did it. Nicholas did it in 66 and Tiger did it. They were all successful in defending their titles. Uh, Jordan Spieth, who is a fellow Longhorn, you know, he had a golden opportunity to defend his green jacket in 2016. I was there for all four days of that tournament. Uh, it was my first and only masters. And I was on 13 fairway when Spieth took, put two in the water, on the par 312th and 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 tripled his way out of that event. We'll talk Speeth in a few minutes, but anyways, it's it is tough to believe that Scheffler is actually playing better coming into this Masters uh than than he was coming into last year's event. It, it's tough to believe because you know Scheffler's win here in 2022 was his fourth win in a, in a 2-month stretch. He is one of many Texans that have made a huge mark on the Augusta property. And Scheffler comes into this year's Masters with two very elite wins under his belt on the season at the Elevated Phoenix Open and at the Elevated Players' Championship. He comes in here, you know, number one in strokes gained tee to green on the PGA Tour. The putting is, it is, if you look deep into the stats, the putting for Scheffler is the one glaring weakness. But it hasn't been exposed at all in the last six weeks because his ball striking has just been that good. Um, I would do I would do Scheffler over Rom if it was in that minus one ten range. It's not. It's around minus one thirty. Um, if I'm being honest, I wish I wish I would have taken Scheffler uh, in a futures play here at the Masters a day after he won it last year, or sometime over the summer when he was struggling a little bit. I think there's a high possibility that he runs it back. Scheffler is a fine pick for this week, but he's not on my on my card. He's in a few of my lineups, uh, but that's my feel. Um, on world number one scotty scheffler we move on to john rom at 11 to 1 on bet online he unfortunately goes off mid-morning on thursday and then in the afternoon when as of right now it looks like the weather is going to get pretty bad uh there on friday afternoon and while you could make the case that rom didn't hit his irons well in austin this is a guy who's First on tour in in Strokes gain total. He's done everything very, very well this year. And Ram has just never really had a bad week at the Masters. He's, you know, I know top 30s aren't great with a uh, you know, 80-man field. Uh, but he's he, you know, he in his first couple trips to Augusta, he had a couple top 30s. He finished second seventh in 2020 for the November COVID Masters. He finished fifth in 2021 and 27th last year, but he's always done everything well at Augusta. He's just come up a few putts short in the times where he's been around the top of the leaderboard and, you know, a win for Rahm at Augusta would put him at 11 career PGA tour wins and 20 wins worldwide. And it would be of course his second major championship. That resume alone uh, is hall of fame material. And don't forget that just, Eleven months ago, people were saying that Rahm's 2022 season wasn't wasn't worth the damn. His only PGA Tour win came uh, last year at the Mexico Open, which was a bit of a weaker field, and that did not meet the expectations of the media uh, for him. And then he comes out in 2023, and after you know three wins in two months, he's considered one of the game's needle movers, which I agree with. But the bottom line is. Um, I'm staying true to what I believe in as far as these waves are concerned. I don't like John Rom uh, playing, you know, obviously he might post a good number mid morning on Thursday, but as of right now, Friday afternoon looks horrific. Uh, so I'm going to, my belief is that he's going to get hit with a bad wave. Um, it's going to be, you know, temperatures are going to be dropping Friday afternoon. Wind's going to be blowing. Rain's going to be pouring, um, I don't. I think Friday ultimately ruins his chances of, of being in contention of this golf tournament. So I am out on John Rom this week. We move on to Jordan Spieth at twenty to one on circa. Uh, he is part of the good wave. Afternoon on Thursday and morning on Friday. I like Speeth a lot this week for two reasons. Uh, number one, he should have two wins in his last three starts rolling in here. He should have won Bay Hill and missed a couple of putts from eight feet and in down the stretch. And, you know, thankfully he didn't because we had Taylor Moore at 70 to one, but Jordan Spieth should have won the Valspar in Tampa when he, you know, had the tournament in his hands with three holes to go and winged it a mile right, uh, on 16 at the start of the snake pit. And, you know, number two, you can guess it. Spieth's game was created for this golf course, even during, uh, his worst years in 2018 and 2019, he was still playing well at Augusta you know the uh, he's ranked 16th in the world he's finished you know top 3 in, in in 5 of his last 9 starts at Augusta i understand that he missed the cut last year in the tenth masters uh, but i still i still love his chances to contend in this event so we'll talk about Spieth in both the matchups and picks to place we move on to Justin Thomas at 27 to 1 on Circa he goes in you know the mid morning afternoon wave afternoon on friday um and on top of that i'm out on jt this week because kevin van valkenberg of no laying up said there's chatter on the grounds uh, about some sort of hip hip injury going on for jt um i i have to trust that sentiment uh it's there's no factual there's nothing clear cut in fact about it because the pga tour does not do injury reports uh but kvv you know he's on the grounds this week. Um, I'm going to take his word for it. Number one, number two, uh, JT has had a tough time figuring out the greens at Augusta. I mean, there's no one that three putts more around this golf course than Justin Thomas. So I don't think JT wins his third major this week. Uh, he will slip on a green jacket at some point in his career, but it just seems um, it what it, it is. It just, uh, he does not get it done on the greens around this golf course. So I'm out on JT this week. We move on to Tony Finau, 27 to one on Circa. Um, and this is this will be the last discussion of our favorites. Finau, of course, is up to number 13 in the world. After three wins in his last 25 starts, he really has not had a bad tournament during that stretch, but he has lost strokes on the greens and 50% of his last six starts. I know over the scope of this year that, now has performed better on the greens and he's been a better putter, but I cannot get behind that recent trend with now struggling on the green. So I'm out on Tony now for this year's Masters. All right, we move into the matchups for the Masters. We start with Jordan Spieth over Patrick Cantlay, plus 108 on And The bottom line is uh, Patrick Cantlay did not putt well two weeks ago in Austin uh, in his final start before the Masters. And he has struggled with the putter his last two Masters appearances, which result resulted in a miscut in in 2021 and a t 39 place finish last year. Cantlay, you know, with the exception of finishing ninth in 2019, has not performed well at Augusta National, and it's because his game, in my opinion, does not have that creative aspect to it. You have to have the repertoire of golf shots, a la Tiger, a la Crenshaw, a la speeth. And don't take this the wrong way, but I feel the only shot can't lay is a dead straight one. And and that doesn't work around Augusta. I know you know Speeth, he's had his struggles with the putter. That's a topic of conversation. But with how well he has struck the ball this year, you have to bank that Augusta is a place where Speeth can come in and roll the lights out of it year after year, really regardless. Of 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 his of his prior recent performance on the PGA tour. So uh, my first matchup of the week is gonna be Jordan Spieth over Patrick Canley, plus 108 on Bet Online. Number two for matchups is gonna be Colin Morikawa over Justin Thomas and plus 110 on Bet Chris. I already told you you know the reports regarding JT and a possible hip injury going on there. You know, KBV of no laying up reported that JT is just not 100% uh, going into Augusta. And on top of that, JT has, you know, he's lost sh- shots on the greens in each of his last two events, um, each of his last two events in, in a year where he's ranked 147th on tour in putting. And, and that simply won't cut it, uh, especially if Augusta sees rain this week at the course gets soft, you could see a final score that approaches that 16 to 17 under par number. And JT just is not making that many putts right now. Uh, you know, and the same goes for world number 12, Colin Morikawa. He has also struggled with the putter. The only difference is he's healthy and he ranks fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes game T to green, meaning he's hitting the ball very reminiscent of the way he was when he you know won the 2020 PGA at Harding Park and when he won the 2021 Open Championship. Understand this, is putting... Has never been a strong shoot, but he has also not lost strokes on the greens in his last two Masters appearances, including last year when he finished fifth here. So, uh, my second matchup of the week uh, and final one is going to be Colin Morikawa over Justin Thomas at plus 110 on Bet Chris. Right. Okay, we move forward with the picks to place for the Masters. We start with. Um, the actually the best bet for the week is, is my first pick to place here. It's going to be Jason day, top ten plus at plus 25, um, on bet online and bet three, six, five. He goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and morning on Friday. Absolutely. Perfect. Tea times for Jason day. And he's had the best season on the PGA tour amongst players who have not won yet. You know, he, he's up to, World number 35, he has six top 10 finishes on the year and does not rank outside of the top 25 in any statistical denomination on the PGA Tour. He is back. The man who won five events in a six-month stretch in 2015, including the PGA Whistling Straits, he is back. He didn't qualify for the Masters last year as it was right at the back end of his struggles uh, that he found his way out of with Tiger's old coach Chris Como, who actually lives down here in the Houston area. Um, but don't forget how well Day has played gust over his career between his first Masters in 2011 and his last healthy Masters when he was playing well in 2019. He recorded three top three finishes and only finished outside of 28th once in a you know an eight year period. So um, you know another food for thought. Remember, this is the this is the 10-year anniversary of the 2014 Masters where Jason Day stood on the 17th tee box with a one-shot lead. He had the green jacket in his hands, and he bogeyed the 71st and 72nd hole to fall out of a playoff with fellow Aussie Adam Scott, and Anhel Cabrera. And in a huge turn of events, Adam Scott, not Jason Day, became the first Aussie to ever win the Masters. You know – um that Jason Day holds that one close to his heart it pisses him off he's got a chip on his shoulder about it and 10 years later after all the bs jay day's been through with the health injuries the vertigo the back the neck this is a golf course uh where he can he can produce a fantastic result this week he's in a great place with his life and more importantly to the golf he's in a phenomenal place with the health of his body. Um I love Jason Day this week. He's my best bet. That's going to be Jason Day top 10 at plus 225 on Bet Online and Bet365. Uh number 2 is going to be Jordan Spieth top 10 at plus 175 on FanDuel. We discussed the 2015 Masters champ and the favorites. I should add that uh Jordan Spieth has the lowest scoring average in Masters history that that uh, for players that have played Um, over 25 rounds uh, at the Masters Tournament. Uh, He is always a great pick around Augusta, especially with the fact that he should be coming in here with two wins in his last three starts. So uh, my second pick to place this week is going to be Jordan Speed, top 10 and plus 175 on FanDuel. And number three is going to be the youngest amateur in the field. That's Gordon Sargent. To top 40 at plus 165 on DraftKings Sportsbook. He, of course, goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and the morning on Friday. And, you know, our final pick to place is the number one amateur in the world. Uh, he's going to make the cut. He's going to play the weekend. At 19, he is, yes, the youngest man in the field. He's the first player since Aaron Badley in 2000 to receive a special invitation to the Masters. Now, why did he receive a special invitation? What? warrants that. Well, last year, Gordon Sargent became the first freshman to win the NCAA individual championship since 2007. The only freshman to win the NCAA individuals were Jack Nicholas, Ben Crenshaw, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Max Homa, and Bryson DeChambeau. He also won the Eastlake title, which is one of the most prestigious college events that's hosted on a PGA tour course, Eastlake, of course, the home of the, the tour championship. And this is a kid a young man who famously hits it longer than both Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. He has the firepower to turn pro right now if he wanted to. He's represented the United States on big stages like the Arnold Palmer Cup and the Eisenhower Trophy. I believe Gordon Sargent is going to make the cut and finish low amateur this week. So my final pick to place is going to be Gordon Sargent, top forty plus one sixty-five on DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's get to the winners for the Masters. Of course, number 1 is who we've had since December. It's Rory McIlroy at 12 to one for our futures. Of course, you don't have him yet. You can purchase him on FanDuel or bet online at plus 750. And I know we've talked about Rory a lot today, but here's the thing. I've never been crazy about Rory at Augusta over the last 10 years. I thought after he won his last major, at the 2014 PGA, The hype around him coming into the masters for about five to six years was just too much to deal with the Nike commercials, the interviews, the, the outfits, you know, his, you know, at one point Nike engraved on his golf ball, you know, grand slam year, you know, you just can't have all that extra hoorah going on before Thursday And that's not to say that he didn't play well here. Year after year, he would have slow starts at Augusta. The first round, obviously, is his kryptonite. And then he would claw back over the weekend for backdoor top 10 finishes. With six top 10s and 15 starts, Rory's master's resume speaks for itself. He plays plenty well around this golf course. But this year, something has changed. On top of the fact that he's becomes golf spokesperson, is that, and I know, probably a lot of you are sick of hearing me say this, but it is true. It is true. When he linked up with the great putting guru, Brad Faxton, all of a sudden Rory has had that more free-flowing putting stroke that we haven't seen in the last 10 years. It's more natural. He does it with cadence. He does it without thought. And I really buy into the fact that Brad Faxton has been a huge part of that. And his work with Rory is going to be the key to the final leg of the Grand Slam. And, of course, last point on Rory. I mean, I just love the tee times that he drew. He's in you know, the afternoon-morning wave. That's Rory's preference. He loves to get hot on Thursday afternoon and just come back out firing Friday morning. He's told the great Amen Lynch that. Um, and he's in the wave that is likely going to avoid the weather at Augusta for the first two days. And then everyone will have to play in it on Saturday and Sunday. So, Number one, Rory McIlroy at twelve to one uh, is my first winner. Number two is going to be yes, Jason Day thirty four to one on Circa. What a story this would be, and he's deserving. As I just you know kind of told you about it, um, he's had top he's had top ten after top ten all season long. It doesn't matter whether he's been on California, whether he's been on the East Coast, whether he's been in Texas. Um, this is a guy who's just been on, on all cylinders and just hasn't knocked down the door of the winner's circle yet. It's been five years since 2019, since Jason day won his last PGA tour event, you know, at the end of the day, I think Rory gets it done this week, but there's no one else I would want to have as a number two winning ticket besides Jason day at 34 to one on circa. And I'm actually mad that I didn't get this earlier either um you know there'd be a, there there was a great chance probably 6 months ago to get this more at the 60 to 1 to 71 number i didn't get it um but i like him so much this week that i don't care um it's going to be jason day at 34 to 1 on circa for my second winning pick okay the sleeper for the week is going to be justin rose top 10 and plus 480 on fanduel uh yes he goes off in the afternoon on thursday first thing in the morning on friday we love it justin rose is still the oldest player to win on the pga tour this season as he won at pebble beach at 41 years old and then he finished sixth at the players a little over a month later this has this year it's been a testament to the work rose has put in with the the goal of winning another major championship. Remember. Justin Rose was one of the best players in the world between 2013 when he won the U.S. Open all the way up until 2019 before some back injuries hampered his performance for a few years. This was someone who spent some time at world number one before dropping all the way back to 76. And at 41, Rose was a guy who had a big live contract offered to him, and he had a big decision to make before ultimately turning it down for a simple reason. He loves major championships, and if he took that live deal, he wouldn't be able to compete in majors due to how far back his official world golf ranking would drop. So he went back to the grindstone, improved his back health, got his game right, and the result of that has been a win in three top tens this season. Some people might say are his results – this season really good enough to put him on the Masters card. I would say a win at Pebble on a top 10 at Sawgrass is good enough as it is. But I would also say don't forget that Justin Rose has incredible course history at Augusta, maybe the best for someone who hasn't won behind Greg Norman. But Rose has five top 10 finishes at Augusta, and he only has one finish worse than 23rd. Um, And 16 starts here. And he was on the losing end of two miracles with Spice win in 2015 and Sergio Garcia's win in 2017. Rose was in a playoff that year in 17 and still couldn't get the job done. I think in 2023, Justin Rose contended the Masters. He is the best sleeper of the week. This is the best sleeper ticket of the week. It's Justin Rose top 10 at plus 480 on FanDuel. Okay, let's move into the scoring prediction and lineup. Uh, number one with the scoring prediction, I think 16 under par wins this thing. I know there's some people predicting that, you know, the the, the tournament record at 18 under set by speeth and Tiger might get broken. Uh, and while the course will get soft and, you know, if it stops raining over the weekend, You could see some ridiculous scoring. But as it stands right now, it looks like there's consistent rain Friday through Sunday. And so even if it does get soft, I still see weather conditions being an issue for scoring. Uh, And I think that 16 under par number is just about perfect. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the leader is around 12 going into Sunday, 12 under par and And post four under to win it uh on a Sunday that's soft, but um maybe a little bit rainy as well, so sixteen under is the number for the scoring prediction. uh, let's get to the lineups. um I'm gonna try to cater to all of you here because during masters week, you know there there's there's a couple different ways that you can go about your lineups. You can do the masters app where you select a past champion u s player international player, and wild card. You can do PGA Tour Fantasy Golf where you can kind of just pick whoever. Uh, there's no budget or anything. And then my personal favorite number three, the Yahoo Fantasy with a $200 budget, uh, which is what we do week to week if you're a normal Dream Preview, dream preview listener. Uh, but so here we go. I did one for each. I'll share with you each of them. We'll just run through this. Uh, for the Masters app, uh, for the past champion, I took Scotty Scheffler. For the U.S. player, I took Jordan Spieth. And for the international player, I took Rory McIlroy. And for the wild card, I took Jason Day. That's number one, the lineup for the Masters app. Number two is Tour.com Fantasy Golf. I took Jason Day, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. And then on my bench is uh, Gordon Sargent, who uh, we have to top 40, and also Colin Morikawa, who we have in the matchups. Uh, if the weather gets soft... And the rain stops could be a field day for Morikawa. Number three is that fantasy, a Yahoo fantasy lineup with a $200 budget. I took Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and Gordon Sargent. Uh, Brooks Kepka, of course. Well, we'll talk about DJ and Brooks when I give you my little live predictions here in a second. But that just to review that Yahoo Fantasy lineup with a $200 budget is Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and Gordon Sargent. So those are my three different lineups. Whichever one you do, Masters app, PGA Tour, Yahoo, I have you covered for each. So uh, there you go with the lineups. First round leader bet. It's actually going to be Jordan Spieth to finish – top 10 after round one at plus 275 um on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, as you know, I love Speed to do well this week, and he's 29th on the PGA Tour and first-round scoring average. I believe he gets off to a great start, just like he's done at most of these 10 years of, of his history at Augusta. Definitely post a good one on Thursday afternoon, so my first-round leader bet will be Jordan Speed to finish top 10 after round one at plus 275. Um let's get to these live predictions. Um, Question number one, what does it mean if one of the live guys wins? And the answer to that is it depends on their current resume. Let's say a, a, um, a current green jacket. Let's say Patrick Reed wins this week, you know, for the overall um product of live golf, I would think that, Getting a winner here at Augusta would really set the tone for the rest of their season. I would think with how horrible their viewing numbers have been, that people would want to maybe tune into um, watching the past champ play the rest of his season. Uh, it does hurt that it's not against the best players in the world. As Cam Smith admitted this week, you know, the competition is just not great over there uh, for a past masters winner though, to me, relative to some of what it would mean to some of these other guys it would mean very little. To a non-major winner like Joaquin Neiman, who took the gamble to go to live, uh, not being a former major winner, so his world ranking is dropping quickly. By this time next year, he won't be exempt into the majors. So a top 12 or a win for, for a Joaquin Neiman or a Mito Pereira would be huge. It would be huge because now you're buying your ticket back into the major championships. And finally... For a major winner that doesn't have a master's yet, such as Brooks Kepka or Cam Smith, um, this is everything because you've kind of already proven your worth in the majors. You've taken a huge live contract, which you know, for Brooks Kepka, he thinks he's the Patrick Holmes of golf, he thinks he's worth that $100 million, which hey, more power to him, hell of a player, could have a great week, but. A Masters win this week for a major winner that doesn't hold a green jacket such as Brooks or Camp Smith would be everything because you not only have the exemption for the next six to seven years in major championships, but you also get to come back to the Masters every year. So it really sets up the fact that you can play live golf all year and you know if you're if you're a past masters winner you have this opportunity every year no matter what now question number two is there an advantage to playing less golf leading up to the event like these live golfers have done absolutely not how are you supposed to keep the competitive juices flowing when for instance you know you've only played two events in the last two months there's no way to develop rhythm and go on a run when you're only playing three events total on a year leading up to the Masters. I mean, Ham Smith's a perfect example. He's played two events over the last two months and has finished outside 25th in both of them. And there's they are only 40-man fields. Those are horrible results. Uh, you know, Phil Mickelson, the same thing. Uh, you know, at 52 – He's playing about a, a, a one event a month. He's barely shooting over. I'm sorry, barely shooting under par. Live hasn't placed in a single live event. You know, for guys like Cam Smith and Phil Mickelson, I'm out on them this week because I don't believe that they're they've been able to develop any kind of a rhythm heading into the in, heading into this event, and that's a huge part of golf. We talk about it every week. How are players uh, performing in weeks coming into the Masters? Look at Jason Day. He's played in nearly every PGA Tour event this year trying to get ready and trying to get comfortable, trying to see enough birdies, trying to see enough low numbers, trying to see enough good weeks to where he feels confident in the major championships. Take Justin Rose as another example. Um, but back to live golf. So I told you I'm out on Cam Smith. I told you I'm out on Phil Mickelson. Brooks Kepka, and Dustin Johnson are the two that intrigued me this week. Brooks just became the first man to win – twice on live last week at orange County national in Orlando. I love the way that he's been talking in his press conference. He's very, he was very open today uh, about how, how bad his knees were injured the last two years, you know, Um, on number 10, that drops straight downhill, hill off the tee box. Brooks had to take the long way around the last two years because he couldn't walk downhill very well. And he couldn't bend over and read his putts because his knees hurt so bad. Um, Those issues are fixed. He seems to be in good form. The only thing you have to worry about with Brooks, which is why I put him in my lineup and not on my card, is the large range of outcomes. Um, if it drops to 43 degrees and it is raining sideways, you can go ahead and book that Brooks is going to throw in the towel. Um, you know, e- even though there's just no doubt that this week means a lot to him. You know, if he can get a green jacket, he does not have to worry about qualifying for, you know, majors for the next four years, four or five years. Um, But he is playing well. Uh, But that large range of outcomes is what scares me for Brooks. For example, you never have to worry about Dustin Johnson missing a cut at Augusta. He's a past champion. He's been playing extremely consistent over the last year. He led the money list on live last year where he made over $30 million. So. I think what i'm saying is if you're gonna if you're gonna put down a matchup or a top 10 ticket on a live golfer i would highly suggest that it's dustin johnson all right guys a quick break from the golf to tell you about the great things we have going on over at pregame.com listen if you're a listener of this podcast use my coupon code masters20 to get 20 off all off all picks Um, on pregame.com. Listen, MLB season is here. AJ Hoffman, Fezzik, Sleepy J, they have you covered for all the best picks around all worldwide sports. So go over to pregame.com, click on purchase picks, use my coupon code masters20 for 20% off all picks. Once again, that's masters20 for 20% off all purchase picks on pregame.com. All right, back to the golf. Uh, we move to the best bet, which we've already discussed. It is Jason Day, top 10 at plus 225 on Bet Online and Bet365. Love Jason Day this week. Uh, thanks for joining me today. That, that's going to wrap things up for the Masters podcast. For any questions, you can reach me on Twitter at DRMedia59, and we'll talk next week for the RBC Heritage. Happy Masters Week, everybody.